Hello and welcome to the What the What podcast. It's the podcast where we tell you what's nerdy, what's popping with culture, what's giving us all the nostalgic feels, and what's there to geek out about, past, present, and future. It's all the what's in one place. That's Kyle Whitley. We have Eric Reach and I'm Ashby Rang. When the something's strange in your neighborhood, Woo! who you gonna call? Ghostbusters! <laughs> it's just a bunch of hocus pocus. Oh, <laughs> life is a scream. <laughs> I know what you did last time. Oh, right. I was, <laughs> we were starting this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of anything spooky-ish to say, and nothing came to me. <laughs> it was like, oh, that was really clever, and that was clever too. Oh no, you didn't. I got nothing. It happens. Sometimes your brain fails you. Mm-hmm. It happens. It happens to me multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can remember to do the important things. That's what counts. I've yet to forget how to use the bathroom. That's important. That's real important, mm-hmm. honestly. I've not forgot yet. Brushing your teeth. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. deodorant. I was going to say I have not forgotten how to drink coffee, but then it also made me think of something very important for you, Eric. Well, it doesn't really matter to you because you don't really like coffee. Either. I don't drink coffee. But. I love coffee. I found a way that Milky Ways are exceptional. I don't want to hear this. Neither so those out there that are In listening. In fact, get out of my house. Milky Ways are never How exceptional. How dare you even bring for the those, word into my home. For those listening right now, if you didn't catch our episode last year of favorite costumes Colin and candy, candy catch yeah. it. It's still great on the archives. Eric mm-hmm. made the bold statement that said that Milky Way is like the most horrible candy ever to exist. In a tie with Three Musketeers. Yes. I would say. I mean, it's just disappointing. Like, why have a Milky Way when you could have the far superior Snickers? Now, right. I was thinking about today. Same thing with Three Musketeers. Because mm-hmm. Amanda at work has this bowl of candy that she literally refills every day full of candy. I bet those Milky Ways have been in there for years. They've been sitting there and the Three Musketeers are hanging with them. And I had to, like, I got coffee this morning. I was like, man, I really need something sweet to eat with this. And I went in there and all the Twixes were gone. All the Snickers were gone. And I was like, well, there's those devilish Milky Ways. So I got two. And they're like the tiny little miniatures. Right. Actually drinking coffee with them is pretty good. I can see that. I'm not like, saying I'll that allow that. I'm not saying that they're like, <laughs> oh man, this is my go-to now. Like, no, it's right. not. But right. it's different but where if you have like Snickers. it more palatable. Yes. Yeah. When you have Snickers, That's like fair. you have like bits of, you know, peanut and everything else like floating around in your mouth while you're drinking coffee versus this is just... Yeah, but Sorry, arguably peanuts is what makes it good. Like, if you put peanuts in a Milky Way, it would be a Snickers. It would be. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, eating the Snickers, though, and you're trying to drink coffee with it, you end up with all these, like, remains of peanut, like, I floating around. That's true. Versus this, it's just straight up, it melts in your mouth as you're eating, so it's just, like, a little bit of chocolate flavor with your coffee. Oh, or wow. I'm oh, sorry. Right. I, I stopped listening the moment you said Milky Way. Well, <laughs> I figured. It's okay. That's okay. But... I just happened to think about it this morning. I was like, I have to tell Eric. Like, I found a way. We'll see what I look. Man, I'm, I'm, it is candy time. That's true. Mm-hmm. I need to set up. What's your, well, real quick, what's your favorite candy? I know we had the, the episode last year, but like. I mean, I'm a Twix. Uh, Snickers is up there. Uh, mm-hmm. Skittles. Love me some gummy mm-hmm. bears. Really underrated. Whatchamacallits. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. We used to have those in our that's break room uh, vending machine until I ate them all. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I would say Snickers. Skittles. Skittles are I'm not really, I'm really big on chocolate. I'm not really big on candy, mm-hmm. candy, but I do like Skittles, peanut M&M's, yes. Reese's. That's my go-to. Reese's, Reese's like are fantastic. Reese's yeah. are really good. Um, um, Starburst 
Yeah. I mean, Starburst I don't like is great. Chewy uh, Chewy's Freeze, not the like the Torch. Mm. Smarties. 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 Yeah. Smarties. Yeah. Let's see, Amanda like. Oh, and Almond Joy. Amanda diced up our bowl this week by adding sour candy in mixed with the chocolate. Ooh, so. Sour Patch Kids. Mm. Yeah. That's Erica's favorite. Nah. Warheads. She's the sour one, and I'm Remember the chocolate Warheads? one. Oh my gosh. I burnt my so, mouth almost. Yeah. Yes, in daycare in sixth grade, oh boy. me and three other people had a Warhead contest to see how many we could shove in our mouths mm-hmm. and last the longest. <laughs> my head hurts just And we all about like incrementally spit them out, mm-hmm. except that we all went so long that when we spit them out, we all got this like weird feeling in our mouths and realized that the lining of our mouths was peeling away oh. because we put so many warheads in our mouths. It we was were, not a good situation. I don't remember how old I was, but I remember we were <laughs> on a trip on, on vacation. We stopped and my parents allowed us to each get like a snack or whatever. And mm-hmm. so I bought a bag of warheads. Yep. And my thing was like, put one so in good. and as the sour went away, put another one in yep. and like just popping them. Yep. I'm like I ended up eating them all, like right. all at one time. And then, so my tongue was burnt, and then the roof of my mouth yep. the same way. You'd say yep. that skin peeled away. Yep. For anything else for it's the rest good. of the it's couple of days. It's not good for your mouth, No, people. not at all. <laughs> Warheads are not good. <laughs> um, I know last week we talked about, um, since we're talking about candy, we might as mm-hmm. well talk about costumes, like yeah. last week's episode before we mm-hmm. get to our stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about cosplay last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but Halloween is coming up. Do y'all have mm-hmm. any plans for our Halloween costumes? I know, I... I know we're adults, but just because we're adults doesn't mean we're not no. adults. Right, so, right, right, right. If it wasn't 2020, I had plans this year to do a very specific costume. I didn't know where I was going to do it or where I was going to go, but I was going to nail it. And such as it is, I don't have anywhere to go. And this is one of those costumes that, like, you would need need to walk in and people be like, oh my my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, um, we still had to do that, but not walk in the room. Yes. So. Last year, I decided to go, you guys probably already know this, I decided to go orange, like Auburn, um, mm-hmm. for the first time in a really long time. And I have always wanted copper hair because my great-grandmother was Irish and I feel like I got her green eyes and her pale skin and was like cheated out of, of the, the hair. Auburn mm-hmm. hair. Like yeah. my grandmother has beautiful or had beautiful strawberry blonde hair. And so I've always tried, but like technology and just like every time I tried it was always like Butterfinger Orange it was hideous and so I stopped trying and I finally found a a colorist Mm -hmm. (laughs) at a salon in Clayton years ago that I love and she's always done amazing stuff to my hair what's your name and you want to give her a shout out or do you not like her now no I love her Mm. she she did the you can't see it right now but she did the purple in my Mm. hair um her name's Kristen Mm. And she works at Salon Bleu <laughs> in downtown Clayton. Your sister did hair. She doesn't. Uh, anyway, so Erica, I, the only reason I ask and not to switch the conversation, Erica, I uh, can't remember her last name, Big John's wife. Um, she works at Clayton. Oh, she nice. does all the color nice. and stuff in Erica's hair. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I. <clears throat> I just was kind of like, look, I trust you, and I think we've made it to a place where, like, I can try this again. And so, I ended up having this, like, beautiful copper hair all through the fall last year. And I had her cut it kind of short, and it finally looked a lot like um, Kathleen O'Hara in Home Alone. And people, my entire adult life... People have stopped to me in like grocery stores and been like, "Hey, you look like the mom in Home Alone." I thought it, and but I didn't want to say. And it I could like, and I could never really see it. And then I I dyed my hair, 
and then I, I got this like sort of cut. And so I, I got so tickled with myself that I did a side by side on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, that time of year when you get to look like the mom from Home Alone and everyone stops you and tells you. Mm -hmm. And so this year I thought, well, I'll lean into that and I'll be Kathleen O'Hara as the mom in Beetlejuice. Oh, that'd be good. And I'll like do the orange hair and Mm -hmm. I'll like gel it and I'll do the black dress in the like dinner scene. Mm And so I was going to be the mom from Beetlejuice and I was super excited about it because it's a very like specific look. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I might do it next year. Yeah. So, not to change the subject, but you mentioned Catherine O'Hara, who was also in Home Alone. Can you do your best, Kevin? Oh no, I'm so bad at it. I've tried. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> I have to it's be, okay. Home Alone Two, to the, the podcast is coming out later this year. I was we'll get you like, to do it by then. Right. Yeah, I'll do it then. I'm saying if then. you're gonna have your hair done, I'll again, practice. Like we'll get you dressed up as her for for home alone, and we'll dress up. Yeah, that could be one of our uh, one of our videos for the YouTube. Yeah, I'll practice. Which we we hit fifty subscribers this week, by the way. Okay, um, stepping up. Yeah, that's I can totally see that, that is <laughs> spot on. I'm just trying to think, like, if we were to go as home alone characters, do we fall into Harry and Marv, or do we actually go as like somebody else? Harry and Marv would be the easy route. Because that, like I feel like you you have like I feel like I would be Harry you would be Marv you're taller yeah you've got better hair I'm, Joe Pesci was kind of balding in that movie mm-hmm. anyway so mm-hmm. if I just, like, if I let the uh, the ring just grow out a little bit right, right, right. I, I can like make a, it work maybe like burnt spot yeah. yeah. like the, the stocking cap with yeah. the <laughs> the beanie with the heart that would be the it. easiest that thing was my to do yeah but so there's that part of your brain that's like still a child where you're like. I want to be the popular kid. I'll be Kevin. Somebody else can do something else. It's like, what what I'm thinking no is, yes, okay, easiest thing would be mm-hmm. Marvin Harry. We want to go outside the box a little bit. One of us could be like Tim Curry. Well, that's from a home too, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Or one of you could mm-hmm. be Bud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's an option. Well, oh, so man, what's his neighbor's funny. name? Uh, old Man Marley. Yeah. 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 Um, That's so funny. One of us could be the hotel owner in the home. No, actually, mm-hmm. we probably wouldn't do that. No. <laughs> yeah, you know he had that great he had, scene. that great that great cameo that we never heard from him again. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Either way, I still think we should get dressed up in like Christmas sweaters or just funky things and get our picture taken. Um, I know before the computer crashed on us, I mentioned going to Walmart. That may not happen now, but I feel like. But between camera phones and everything else, we could get a good picture taken. Holiday Christmas cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know a guy who will take our photo professionally. See? Like, There you go. We could do Christmas, and then we could go ahead and do like some outfit changes and go ahead and get like professional nerdy photos taken, too, mm-hmm. for all our social media pages. We'll have to plan all this. We have to. I'll Make take Yeah, fun. someone told me when they were subscribing to our YouTube earlier this week, what, what made you all one word, um, we need to update the banner because it's just me and you still. That's true. We don't have any pictures. So. Yeah. It's literally just me and you pointing at each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's all we had to do. That yep. Time. So, yeah, we need to update that and, honestly, lots of things. Uh, I keep getting, I'm following these people on, like, my Instagram. It's like, that's totally 90s and other stuff like that. And I'm like, man, that's a great post. Then, like, but he can't steal it. I have, I've done it, like, once and given credit to him. But people like that post such awesome things. I'm like, I need to get better at doing things like that. Anyway, today. Okay. Talking about right. spooky On movies. Point. Oh, so do I need to do our, our whole spiel before we get into that? or We can. I just wanted to do a brief thing before to kind of talk about spooky movies. Okay. Um, I don't know about y'all. I didn't grow up watching scary movies or spooky movies even. <clears throat> I did. See, like when you asked me did, did you? 
yeah. So I figured like y'all did. Like my mom was yeah. just not a person who did scary movies, which in turn meant that I did not do scary movies. Uh, my parents weren't scary movie people, well, but like I had a lot of uh, unsupervised time. I feel like the thing is like if it was on TV, <laughs> I might terrible. would have. But like my parents, my mom was very much against like me going to the movies and seeing them. So especially yeah. at that age, by the time I reached high school, it was different. I could drive, I could go. I mean, I definitely wasn't allowed to, to watch rated R movies. Yeah, like well, I, you know, I felt like that was the bigger point too. Was so like R, I never but. saw them in theaters. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think PG thirteen, like they were okay with, and so there were some mm-hmm. horror movies that managed to like scrape by with a PG thirteen rating that I could watch. But mostly it was t like it was TV. So like my mom would take a nap. And she would go to take a nap, and I would be watching the Disney Channel, and then I would be like, "Is she gone?" And then I'd turn mm-hmm. the channel and try to find like stuff, and that's how I watched for the first time ever one of the Friday the Thirteenth movies, mm-hmm. because I found it randomly playing on a channel, mm-hmm. and I must have been like, I mean, maybe ten or eleven, mm-hmm. and I remember vividly watching this movie that I had no concept for, and this man in a horrifying mask picks up a woman in a sleeping bag so that she like she's he's got her like in a sack but she's in a sleeping bag and he just like bashes the sleeping bag up against a tree until she stops screaming and I watched that mm-hmm. alone at like 12 and I was like this is horrifying I'm gonna keep watching it. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's such, the kind of child I was Stephen Such brings up a good point Pee Wee's Big Adventure I remember watching mm. this as a kid. Large Marge was friggin' scary. <laughs> and mean, so now he says that, I think back about it, especially the, like almost a claymation thing with her at one point, or like her eyes right. got crazy. Well, I um, mean, I think of some of the stuff we watched as kids that were like gateway drugs into sure. horror. So like, it wasn't like I was watching slasher fix mm-hmm. and like adult horror. I was watching like, so weird and are you afraid of the dark I was and, say goosebumps and twilight zone maybe right and so those were the things that kind of like as a kid are maybe like more age appropriate but that like mm-hmm. kind of whet your appetite for being a horror fan as an adult like even like scooby-doo have like oh, a horror sure. element to I it like the love TV show. scooby-doo I, mean, I still love scooby-doo mm-hmm. i do too i mean that's what we could be we can go to the scooby-doo game Oh, that's like hey! If we put some spots on Oakley, he looks like Scooby. There, so there you go. Um, <laughs> I was trying to think because my sister was five years older than I was, so there was a few times that I was included. Thelma. Mm-hmm. I guess you would be Shaggy. Mm-hmm. Sure. Would that maybe Fred? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess Ricky could be the other girl. <laughs> and he comes with he comes with a Scooby too. So. There you go. But um, <laughs> like there was a few times, especially she was in high school, I got included with the group where I would get mm-hmm. to like there all the friends were over. Uh, I just felt like my mom was very like I don't know my family was very big into Disney and Christmas right. movies right. but that was the big part that's made a big deal like don't get me wrong my mom loved Halloween right. um, especially like on Halloween night my mom would do these like awesome gift bags right. with like all these little things in it to give out to every person that came to the door uh, so she really got into it but it was just never so much scary movies right. so it didn't translate to me until yeah. I got to high school or mm-hmm. probably I don't know if it was late high school, or early college. Well, you know how you look back on things and you're not like, like I didn't realize at the time that my parents were nerds because they were just mm-hmm. watching what I thought adults watched. Sure. So I didn't realize that like the things that I was watching with them or watching them watch like Star Wars, mm-hmm. Star Trek, 
like all of the all of the Star Treks, uh, mm-hmm. Voyager and um, the Next Generation, and my mom loved X Files, mm-hmm. and she loved like Xena Warrior Princess and Charmed mm-hmm. and Buffy, and so like I got into a lot of that early because that's what they were watching. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just interesting because in, in my mind that was just what we watched, but it was definitely like an early crash course in like nerddom. <laughs> it's true. Well, that's, that's how I got in Star Wars, but then my dad was very much of a Western person, so right. like, that's where I got. See, my aunt, which I think we've talked about a little bit on the podcast, yeah. you said you wanted to be like my aunt. Yes, 100%. Um, she got me into a lot of the entertainment stuff that I really enjoyed, movies. Right. Scary movies is something mm-hmm. I got from her, because we, yeah. we literally go rent and watch like Jaws. And, nice. I mean, oh, like, and like stuff that I should be like super afraid of and right. just wasn't at that mm-hmm. age. Yes. Um, just that's awesome. really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I wish I still had it and maybe it's somewhere like in storage somewhere but she got me this uh, book for Christmas one year that had like a it was like an encyclopedia of horror movies right like oh, different cool. information on different movies up until like the mid 90s or whatever mm-hmm. it had Friday the 13th in there Nightmare on Elm Street yeah the Halloweens the um, there's a stranger in the house the exorcist right. I mean oh man all, all these just so good awful horrible movies that I right. should not have been watching oh, but so when good. I was 10 years old yeah, but, but that's, I that's had this I just good. had all this information so we right. go to the local uh, video store which is now a nail salon in Kenley mm-hmm. right and, you know right. they didn't really care because they I'm not so sure it wasn't a nail salon it might have been a nail salon then too they didn't really care they were just right. happy that people were giving them yes. money because they right. wanted to stay open they didn't check for ID there they just mm-hmm. like I rented that in WrestleMania all in the same Or the one that was in the gas station. <laughs> uh-huh. yes. Yeah. Remember it where you would pull the tab uh-huh. and take it up there and yep. he'd give you the box? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I made a note because I wanted to remember to talk about it, but I remember the first time getting into horror movies was Will mm-hmm. Howard. A lot of my life, especially around late high school and into my college years, rotated a lot around Will because I stayed at his house a lot. Um, and then on Friday nights, I feel like it was somewhat in high school still, but on Friday nights, we started doing this get-together where we would go to Will's house and watch a scary movie. Nice. Um, and I feel like it was close to summertime. Cause, yeah, Lily Brown and I did that. Yeah, like Will had a blockbuster card where it was each summer, I remember it was $20 for the card, but then you were able to rent a movie per day all summer long for free just using your card. Right. So we would do that every week. We'd go rent one and possibly we'd go rent another one on Saturday. Or even if we were doing like a double feature at his house, we'd do multiple ones. But we go get pizza and everything else nice. and hang out. And so that's how I started getting into it. The same way I feel like there was a couple other friends that really never got into scary movies much either. Right. So we started going back like to classics like The Exorcist or stuff oh, like that. So good. That was the first one I watched with him. Um, and they were the same way. It was just a bunch of dudes all hanging out. And it was cool to be like in a room like that with other guys that were honestly right. just as scared as you were, like oh, yeah. and creeped out. Oh yeah, because you're in the dark, and especially last year, I'll spend the night, so it's like two or three in the morning after time. By the time you really get I started, I watched Amy Neville mm-hmm. for the first time at Lily's, and mm-hmm. I watched Rosemary's Baby, Ooh. and I just remember being horrified, yeah. horrified. Yeah, talk about letting the devil in. I was like, ah! Will's um, adopted brother Calvin. He was very young. He was less than ten, but he had some just some situations going on where he had to like you know different drugs and stuff to help him um, mentally. But uh, he was still a great like awesome kid. But I remember at night he could get kind of creepy, mm-hmm. and we were watching these movies, and all of a sudden Brandon Evans was behind me on the couch. And at first, like it was extra, and it's where she's on her back and goes down the stairs like upside down. <sighs> I freaked out. 
And then I was like, oh my god. I turned around and Brandon's hanging upside down off the couch. And I was like, <laughs> ah! Like, it scared the mess out of him. Well, all of a sudden later I hear Brandon go, oh god! You could tell, like, something was scaring the mess out of him. <laughs> Turn and look, and Calvin is standing in the hallway with, like, his nightshirt on and just, like, odds, I guess he's sleepwalking, but he's right, just standing right, right. there, like, almost like he's hovering just Ooh. so wildly. Scared the mess out of us. Of course. And then, of course, Will telling you stories didn't make it any better. Right. right. It's just like, oh, it's like, man. dude, like, That's I was so going funny. to bed, and, like, I hear Calvin in the other room making all these noises, and, like, I walked in, and I looked, and he's sitting Indian style with his eyes rolling back, and so just mumbling things. And then there's another day, he woke up, and Calvin was over talking with a bat about to hit him, and, like, all these things. So, Man. so it made Ooh. it even more scary, like, and creepy and stuff, but, um, I don't know, that's where I really got into it. I wish that if Erica was more of a people, not say people, she likes people, but she's not, she's very... She likes, she just doesn't love them. Yeah, if she knows you well enough, she can get more involved right. in it. But she's not so much a person like I am, or either of us, that we can just talk, right? Like and get recorded. She's like, like more introverted. She is. That's I like right sitting word. beside her at the movies. Yes, she she puts up with my mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. my little comments, and then right. at, the, at the very beginning, they have like we had gone to the movies mm-hmm. in Smithland so much. I knew the little theme right. songs that I was kind of done, right. done, done, and then mm-hmm. she just get a kick out of that. And I kind of I kind of missed. That. Oh man! But I bring her up though because. I feel like Erica grew up watching scary movies all the time. Like, that's mm-hmm. her thing. Right. Like, she likes other movies, but, you know, if she was home right now, she's still at work, but if she was at home, she'd be watching something scary on TV right now. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. how it always is. If I'm not there, she's watching something creepy. Even the other day, she's like, tell Ashby, I think she might would like this show or whatever. And nice. I think it's like, it's the new one on Netflix, The Haunting, haunting of Black Manor. Yeah. She was like, just I the way just it's read, like. I just finished The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley mm-hmm. Jackson. Which is the book that the the movie and the program mm-hmm. are based on, and then the people who produced that also mm-hmm. produced Bly Manor as like a follow mm-hmm. up. So I'm gonna watch both of them. Yeah, she was like, I think she'd like it because it's almost there's like a narrator that kind of narrates mm-hmm. things too, and just the way it's done. Um, so we started watching. We haven't finished it yet, but the book was really fun too. Yeah, it's same way. It's just scary stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and honestly, she's brought me more into it. Like where I feel right. like even this year I've been more. Like, I feel like the 2000s ruined scary movies for me because movies got really gory and graphic mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm but, but not the introduction all about of that like Saul mm-hmm. right so I or, uh, like mm-hmm. like middle school high school early college Ashby was like super into horror mm-hmm. and then I remember going to see Saw in mm-hmm. theaters and it's the only movie I've ever paid to see that I walked out and I said I will see you in the parking lot after the movie mm-hmm. and I will just sit out on the curb because I refuse to put that in my brain mm-hmm. like I just remember getting probably 20 minutes into it and realizing like what that that was going to be the mm-hmm. whole movie and I was just like disgusted and I know that there is a, a place for that and people love it and that's totally sure. cool with me like that genre but movies got so gross that I like I love thrilling like jump mm-hmm. movies that's how like, Erica is too um, I remember watching The Woman in Black with Daniel Radcliffe and mm-hmm. it was just so good like the tone and the way that they unfolded the story and like it was scary and like made you jump without being gross. Mm-hmm. I feel like so, did you see the movie Escape Room that came out a couple years ago? No. See, I thought that was gonna be like Saw and I it's, didn't want anything to do with it. It's not as it's not as like 
gory torture porn right as okay saw is yeah it does have like it's more of a suspense scary right like mm-hmm. you know the, the idea of being stuck in a room where the room's trying to kill you type thing right it's not exactly like saw right but um, i don't but, even but, really like but the story you know there's gonna be a sequel right. that comes up which okay. was supposed to come out this january i haven't seen it yet right it's really i really enjoyed it i watched it a couple of weeks ago and i really thought it was See, really i don't awesome. even i don't even really like stuff like the conjuring you know, so or like Blair Witch. Witch. I love, like love I, I like if there if Annabelle, if there's a mystery to the, the haunting. So like mm-hmm. the idea of like the curse of La something just being terrifying to be terrifying. I like like the woman in black. Mm-hmm. There was this sort of like mystery that you had to unfold of like who she was mm-hmm. and how the kid fit into it and how the house fit into it and like this like thing where you're like sort of like the haunting of Hill House where you're kind of like oh so like she's there because of this and like mm-hmm. that means this you know mm-hmm. I like that kind of horror um, and I also enjoy like the slasher stuff sometimes sure. or I like when they flip the genre like Cabin in the Woods was mm-hmm. super fun to watch mm-hmm. but I'm I feel like horror has now sort of taken on a new like tone and so I'm back into it mm-hmm. whereas like I was out of it for a while I feel like there's a point now where it's it's not necessarily drama, but there's just a lot more mind things happening. Or right. there are scary things, and there's still things happening, but it's a lot more... For sure. Like, For things sure. popping up. What was... There's another one that came out around the time Saul did, like, years later, but it, I don't know if it was, like, in Amsterdam. Oh, The Hostel? Yes. Uh, or Hostel yeah. or Hostel. Yeah, I, I never that. watched that because I travel abroad in Europe. I used to a lot, and mm-hmm. I'm like, absolutely not. Anytime that not. you talk about mm-hmm. going there, that's what the movie pops in my mind. Nope. And nope, I remember <laughs> it like Can't creeping it. us out. I remember it was during that time with Will and all of us, because then we had friends like Julie and Brandy Brinchek, and people would come. And Brandy had this very big fear of eyes, like anything mm-hmm. happening to eyes. Mm-hmm. And not like spoiler alert, but there's like straight up a drill moment in that. Right. And she was in the theaters with us and had to get up. And yep, like, she yep. came back, I think, but like. Yeah, see, it, there's. It very much I, a, like, mm. I have a thing with needles mm-hmm. I don't like needles I don't like needles in me or near me I don't like like I like I literally got up the courage this year to give blood because of COVID mm-hmm. um and I did it and it, it was fine but like I just don't like needles and so that's why I walked out of Saw because mm-hmm. like also spoiler alert there's that scene where she, they she falls into or is put into like the pit of mm-hmm. like syringes mm-hmm. yep. and I was like no no I can't do it <laughs> So, anyway, okay, you yeah. guys ready to... Yeah. yeah, but before we get into that, we want okay. to thank you for joining us 26 oh, right, minutes into right. the, uh, to the podcast. <laughs> that was the whole intro. Was trying to do this before we started talking about this, but Cal cut me off. Uh, please subscribe <laughs> to okay. us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate and review us five points, five stars. Also, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, at what, what, what Media, all one word. Find us on Twitter at WTW underscore media and check out all of our 57 episodes mm-hmm. in the archives. Maybe you'll find something you like. Uh, last time we talked about cosplay. We're jumping into our top three spooky season movies today. Right. If you couldn't figure out what we were talking about already. Uh, we are taking a deep dive into that. So uh, make sure that if you've never seen any of the stuff we're talking about, we probably will be doing a little bit of spoilers um, while talking about our favorite episodes. So make sure you... Avoid spoilers if you're interested in seeing it based off our descriptions. Uh, with that being said, who would like to go first? I'll let Ashby go first because her number one pick was my number one pick. 
Cool. And so I'll just let you go with it, and I'll add in, and then I. Are you sure? Because I have an I alternative. Have, I have enough alternatives. Are you I can sure? Still do okay. Because I have an alternative. Okay. Well, join. Well, join me. Jump in. Here we are. So obviously, hocus pocus. Yes. Like that's got to be. I, like you can't. I can't have Halloween without watching Hocus Pocus. I can't tell you how many times we've watched it so far. I feel like now it's what we put on to go to sleep. Yes, yes. We've played it so many times in the past month. I feel like it's everything you want in a movie, right? Like, especially around this time of year. Like, it takes place on Halloween. Mm -hmm. It's spooky, but it's for kids, so it's not terrifying. Mm -hmm. And it's got a really great plot, and it's got really lovable characters, and it's super quotable, and it's got a great villain. Um, I, I just think it's really, it's a well-done movie. It holds up. It's definitely become a cult classic. Um, and it's definitely, like, my number one favorite spooky season movie. So, it was um, released in 1993, mm-hmm. which, spoiler alert, was also the year my brother was born, which, like, dates it for me, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. So, it means it, I was four and a half when it came out-ish. Um, which is interesting. And I don't remember, I feel like anything from your childhood, it's really hard to remember taking something in for the first time. Mm-hmm. But I knew every year that it would play on the Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. And I know that it had to have come out in theaters, but obviously I was too young to experience mm-hmm. that. Um, but ironically, when I looked it up, because this has become such a cult classic, it really didn't have critical acclaim or like wide commercial success. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Disney actually lost money making it, which is interesting. <laughs> um, but we know since then it's become like a big classic. Mm-hmm. And um, I discovered last night, because I decided, I own it obviously on DVD, mm-hmm. but I was just gonna like watch a few scenes of it while stuff around sure. the house. And so I just went on Disney Plus and mm-hmm. looked at it. But because I knew I'd be talking about it tonight, I went to the extras just to see if there was anything. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you, friends and family of the mm-hmm. podcast, if you love Hocus Pocus and you've seen it enough times that like you know what's going to happen at mm-hmm. every given moment, and having something overlaid won't distract you from the movie because this is very distracting if you're trying to watch the movie for the first time. But if you're if you've seen it a bajillion times, the Disney Plus, if you go down to extras, has something that they call like trivia and treats or tricks and treats and it it is uh you can watch the entire movie but with overlaid like cast writer producer commentary and also with trivia that like pops up on the screen as you watch it we haven't done that i like that it's so good and so i was like what is this and i clicked it and it basically was just the whole film from start to finish but with like all of these like cool behind the scenes things and it was amazing like you got to see the Sanderson sisters like do their wire work with mm-hmm. their flying on the brooms and you learn like trivia about all the actors mm-hmm. um, like who almost got cast in in a role and like who went out for different things and you have like the um, like Bette Midler talking about how she worked with the wardrobe department to come up with Winifred's look mm-hmm. like she got her hair from like Queen Mary and like she had a very specific idea of how she would look mm-hmm. and um, 
Has to her lips it's like really freak good. me out in this yes. movie. Yes. So she said that she thought because Winifred would be very vain that she would have a lot of like very obvious makeup with mm-hmm. like the heavy rouge, mm-hmm. and then she would have these like little like puckered lips mm-hmm. that would draw attention to her teeth, and mm-hmm. that her teeth would be really big. Um, it was just re- like she put a lot of thought yeah. into it, and it was really interesting. Um, and then a lot of stuff from like Kenny Ortega, who's the director. Mm-hmm. Who also, side note, directed uh, Dirty Dancing, or was the choreographer for Dirty Dancing and for High School Musical. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's cool. That's a good connection. So, yeah. Um, he directed this. I think... They did choreography I for the other two. I think he was just the choreographer for Dirty Dancing, and then just the... I don't, he might have directed some of the High School Musical. That's still remember. a heck of a resume there. I mean, yes. What have you done, Nancy? Hocus right. Pocus, yes. High School Musical. Kenny Ortega is very, like, um, entrenched now in a lot of the Disney stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he's done the, um, oh, what's the, I never got into it. It's for the newer generation of Disney kid watchers, but it's, like, all of the villains. Oh, the, um, oh, oh my goodness, the Descendants. The Descendants. Yeah. Yes. He's behind the Descendants. Okay. Um, so, Kenny is really interesting, and he, if you watch High School Musical, the second one, I think, where they're all working at the resort for the summer, mm-hmm. the final scene where they all dance down the aisle, if you've seen Dirty Dancing, you're like, this looks very familiar. Mm-hmm. It's because it's the same guy. That so, makes sense. A little uh, trivia for you there. Very, very nice. I'll have to check that out again because I didn't know. Like I said, we've watched the movie between only on DVD and Disney Plus now and everything else. Yeah. Um, Definitely check out that special thing on on Disney Plus. It was really cool. I think it's playing like the How Theater this week. Yes. I think yes. the last yes. weekend. Yes. Um, Which, cool. if you are okay with getting out and social distancing mm-hmm. in theaters, they're open now yep. in mm-hmm. North Carolina. Yep. Go support your local theater. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. so I'll go next. That's cool with you. Absolutely, dude. Go uh, ahead. In the same vein as like Hocus Pocus, I'm going to stick with more of uh, something similar to that. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Did I steal okay. yours? Nope. And that was a deep breath, so I just wanted to make sure. Nope. Um, I, I do like The Nightmare Before Christmas, though. If you haven't seen it, I just did a quick synopsis. The film follows the misadventures of Jack Skellington, uh, Halloween Town's beloved Pumpkin King, who has become bored with the same annual routine of frightening people in the real world. Um, when Jack accidentally stumbles upon Christmas Town, all the bright colors, warm spirits, he gets a new lease on life, the plots to bring Christmas under his control by kidnapping Santa Claus and taking over the role, but Jack soon discovers the best laid plans of skeleton men can go seriously awry. Um, first off, I just love the soundtrack. I think, you know, there's so many good songs in this movie, uh, but also the animation. Um, just me being an artsy kid growing up, like, I loved knowing that this whole movie was stop motion, and there's so many little things that's just take a picture, tweak a little bit, Take a picture, tweak a little bit, and but then when you go back and watch this, it blows you away just how to know that, but then to see how seamlessly and smooth this movie runs. All the things that I was watching something today, it was like visual effects and movies, um, and because there's like scenes in there, there's literally there's fire in this, and there's water and other mm-hmm. things, and they were talking about how that actually gets inserted like a little bit later through like CGI type things or whatever, but um, there's also on Disney Plus, it's where they get. Um, I'm trying to remember it came out or they at least put it on the past couple months but it's like props for movies mm-hmm. where they go around like and finding different props and it's not like an auction thing it's more of a 
so-and-so owns this, so we're going to go talk and, like, see what they have. And right, yeah. They did a really giant one on Nightmare Before Christmas. So it was really nice. cool. Like, the big, like, there's part of a part in the graveyard that as he walks, it's a giant curl that's, like, the cover of, like, right. the box set or the movie poster. Uh, and the same way, they had this briefcase with a billion Jack Skellington heads in it. Wow. And what it is is every little part is part of an, ex- like a, of an expression. An expression yeah. And so it was just all the little heads that they would swap out and every time. Because a lot of these characters still exist. There's not... Right. Um, you go back further like Ninja Turtles or something like that where they have giant suits. A lot of that material over time just disintegrates. Right, right. Uh, versus these things like claymation stuff, you know, if they're well taken care of. Right, yeah. They're still very much, you know, around. So a lot of people own different characters from it. That's cool. But um, for me, it had its scary enough moments. But it wasn't so much, like, it blended my two favorite things. I love getting dressed up for Halloween. I loved imagining I was something else. But then also Christmas combined in at the same time. Um, so I just love this movie growing up. Uh, something now that's become more relevant to me is I have friends with kids now. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, just watching it, I would say, oh, it's probably a little bit scary for some kids. Right. But like, our friend Jaden Jonathan, their son, he just turned four. And it's, like, his favorite thing right now. For the past few months, like, what do you want to watch? I want to watch Jack Skellington. Jack Skellington. He'll sit there. He sings all the songs. He quotes the entire movie all the way through. That's what he wants to go for for Halloween. He's going to be Jack, and his mom's going to be Sally. I think maybe, I remember if Jonathan's Oogie Boogie or if he's somebody else. But, um, like, that's his thing. And I was talking to Christy Barbie at work today, too. And she was like, oh, I love that soundtrack. It's like, it's been stuck in my head all day long. And she's like, Violet loves it. And, like, that's her daughter who's... 10 months old something like that right now and even oh, that like a, a tiny little baby right that can barely start to go do things like loves the music and loves the scenes you said there are a few things like mm-hmm. especially in like halloween town that get a little bit creepy and like she kind of like hesitates and looks at it weird right but then just the whole rest of the movie she loves and so it's it's one of those things to see even now you know is made in the early 90s i think so right. to think between now and then there's still kids that are coming up and love it yeah. just as much as we did it's not one of those things that aged out or whatever so Awesome. That's my first pick. All right. Well, my first pick, I'm going to go ahead and get it out of the way. I'm going to need a ruling here. Okay. Because it's a little bit of a gray area. Okay. If you rule against it, I have a backup for this spot. Okay. Okay. So. Hit me with it. All right. So here's the scene. I'm setting the scene for you. It is October 27th, 1966. Okay. It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. That's a good one. Yes. Does that count as a movie? Sure. Or yes. is it a TV special? It counts. It counts. Because TV specials are like made for TV movies. Yes. Okay. Yeah. In that case, my number one pick is It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. <laughs> my backup was Casper. Um, nice. So, yeah. I choice. mean, I'm a big Peanuts fan. I love mm-hmm. the Peanuts gang. We've talked about this several times. The uh, Peanuts Christmas special is one of mm-hmm. my must-watch every December. Mm-hmm. And this is a must-watch every October. Um, I haven't watched it yet this year, but it's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who have honestly never you know, seen it, that means you've been living under a rock or have had no technology. I don't know how you're listening to this mm-hmm. podcast and never seen it. It's the Great Pumpkin mm-hmm. Charlie Brown. But if you're that one or two person, people there, um, it's just it's such a, just a great little... It captures the childlike innocence of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um Linus and Lucy go out to the local pumpkin patch to find a pumpkin, uh, to make a jack-o'-lantern. Linus is writing his yearly letter to the great pumpkin. Um, Despite Charlie Brown's disbelief, Snoopy's laughter, Patty's assurance that the great pumpkin is a fake, and even his own sister, Lucy, who threatens to pound him. 
Um, she's watching TV and reading a TV guide with her picture on it, by the way. Um, so instead of going trick-or-treating that night, Linus wants to go to the pumpkin patch because the great pumpkin, he goes to the most sincerest pumpkin patch and gives toys and you know delivers presents to the kids who wait up for him there. And um, yeah, it sounds very similar to... Um, to another Christmas character, huh? But so similar. So they wait in the pumpkin patch all night. Meanwhile, the Charlie Brown and the gang go trick or treating. Mm-hmm. Charlie Brown had some trouble with his costume, cut several holes in it, so he looks like a potato. Mm-hmm. And instead of getting candy, these jerk people give him a rock at every house. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, <laughs> poor Charlie Brown. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What so, kind of adult? I know. I got a rock, but iconic line. It's right, like, yeah. I got I got this. I got a nickel. I got a rock. I got a rock. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. Snoopy has his own adventures on top of the Red Baron. Mm-hmm. You know, he does yeah. his little World War mm-hmm. II flying thing. Right. And, um, just, just really good stuff. And then at the end of the night, turns out the Great Pumpkin turned out to be Snoopy. You know, I mean, Sal- uh, not Sally. Um, yeah, Sally. Coming. Sally had the great line, I stayed up all night in a pumpkin patch for a beagle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so Linus... <laughs> Refuse, he's still waiting. Right. And then in what is a sweet moment, his sister Lucy, who has been threatening him all movie, don't embarrass me, you know, you're embarrassing me. You know, he she got extra candy for him at every house, you know, for her blockhead brother who was out in the pumpkin mm-hmm. patch. She goes out to find him when she notices he's not in his bed at like two in the morning. Right. Brings him home, wraps him up. It's just very, very sweet. Right. And then at the end of the movie, him and uh, Linus and Charlie Brown have this great understanding where they're talking about it and Linus... You think Linus has kind of learned, and Linus is like, well, next year, I'm going to find the, you know, an even better pumpkin patch. That's right. An even more sincere pumpkin patch. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll see. You'll all see. More sincere pumpkin patch. <laughs> uh, Charlie Brown's attendant him, saying, I've done a lot of stupid things in my life. And I was like, stupid? No, it's not stupid. <laughs> He'll come and match next year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, just, uh. it's just a great throwback to our childhood innocence. It is. What yeah. Halloween should be about having fun yes. and eating candy and eating cabbage mm-hmm. and yeah. waiting for a pumpkin in a pumpkin patch. That's right. So that's, that's my number choice. one. Nice. It's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. Nice. Number two. Okay, so my uh, second pick is Queen of the Damned. Okay. Two thousand two. Uh, with Stuart Townsend and Aaliyah. Uh-huh. Um, R. I. P. Yeah, she mm-hmm. wrapped filming this. A few months, maybe not even, in, before she tragically died in the plane crash. So the movie, when it um, hit theaters, was dedicated to her. Um, but anyway, so <clears throat> Queen of the Damned <laughs> has seventeen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Can I interject for That's a okay, second? Though. Yes. <laughs> I feel like Ashley just picked this movie so she can get away with saying the word "damn" on on our podcast. <laughs> uh. You I call me. her. What's your? No, I'm just kidding. Queen of the <laughs> okay, sorry. I, I was gonna single-handedly ruin bring, the podcast. Bring us down. Just put it right in the ditch. Um. Okay. So. In the what now? <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Number two. So, Queen of the Dam came out in 2002. Right. Seventy percent. Seventeen percent. That's tomatoes. really bad. It's bad. So here's some critic reviews. The movie doesn't pick up the story immediately after 1994's interview with a vampire, um, but it does come after it. However, wishy-washy and hampered by cliche, um, sitting through this is like enduring a vampire's life. It's one long wait for the end. 
So here's what happened in a nutshell. Um, Anne Rice gives the movie rights to, I don't remember who put this out, if it's like Universal or, anyway, so whoever made Queen of the Damned, um, whatever that studio is, has the rights, okay? But if they don't make the movie mm-hmm. in a certain amount of time, they lose the movie rights. Yes. So they have made... Monster. This is why Fox made like a bunch of Fantastic Four movies that were terrible. Correct. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to lose the rights. So they mm-hmm. had made Interview with the Vampire, which was actually very good. You mm-hmm. know, it's got Brad Tom Pitt, Cruise, Brad Pitt, Kirsten Dunst. Right. So there, there was supposed to be a follow-up, just like the follow-up to the book, and that is called Queen of the Damned. Mm-hmm. So they have the rights... They keep not making it. And and Rice says, I will write the screenplay for you. Like, I mm-hmm. will, you know. And there seems to be some kind of friction. And what ends up happening is in this, like, spiteful turn, the studio ends up making the movie just so they don't have to give the rights up. Mm-hmm. They gave it this uber low budget. They had someone write it that, like, completely... Uh, undid a lot of like and of course none of the actors reprised their roles mm-hmm. and so it ends up being this very like nothing like the books nothing like the characters like in fact in Queen of the Dam Lestat is supposed to have woken up in the 80s so like picture Tom Cruise in mm-hmm. Rock of Ages mm-hmm. or Risky Business right so yeah. it was supposed to be that where he's like an 80s rock god mm-hmm. but they they change that so that and honestly I think for the better because if you stop thinking of this movie as anything that has to do with Anne Rice Mm -hmm. or her books then it actually becomes like a decent movie Mm -hmm. it has a really really good soundtrack yes it does I was going to bring that up so they ended up pushing it forward so that he wakes up in the late 90s early 2000s and by that time obviously rock music totally different mm-hmm. like a totally different scene mm-hmm. um and so like the whole the vampire thing like it's sexy but like it's still the vampires are still pretty actually terrifying it's not twilight yet mm-hmm. where they're completely trying to romanticize the idea mm-hmm. of being bitten um but i thought i'd look up the soundtrack i've just, got it up for you oh nice nice thank mm-hmm. you so just like Marilyn Manson, yep. okay, Papa Roach, Down with the Sickness by Disturbed, Disturbed, Static X, um, Wayne Static, like, mm-hmm. it, like this was an excellent Godhead. Yeah, it was an excellent, excellent soundtrack, and I think that's probably what made this movie work for me was mm-hmm. the music. It's what like pulled me in. Mm-hmm. Um, I also was going through a vampire phase, like most teenage girls at the time. But it just, it, it was so good, and it was so, like, of my era, where, like, culturally, it was, like, you know, down with the man, and, like, I'm angry, and I don't know why, and, like, uh-huh. you know, and it, like, the whole tone and mood and setting, like, I just remember being so drawn in by this movie that, like, I now know just kind of deserves 17% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes, to be honest, but, like... It's so good. Um, and if you don't ever want to watch Queen of the Damned, that's totally fine. But I recommend 100% listening to the soundtrack. Um, and let's see. Anything else about my notes? I did rewatch it recently, and it, it really doesn't hold up. I was kind of like having this moment mm-hmm. where I was like, um, 
It was also super straight washed, which I understand is kind of like indicative of the movies at the time. Mm -hmm. But Anne Rice wrote those books in the 80s into the 90s, I guess. Mm -hmm. And like Lestat and a lot of the characters in those books, because they were vampires Mm -hmm. and they had different moral codes and they had been around for a long, long time and Mm -hmm. didn't care about like some of our human hang ups, Mm -hmm. were very like sexually ambiguous and so like he has boyfriends and girlfriends Mm -hmm. and it seems like in this particular movie they just like I mean like he is all about the girls like it's just like girl central and you're like you tried a little too hard to be like he's super straight Mm -hmm. look at him with all these women you know and um so but I didn't like watching it at the time I had no concept of that because I hadn't read the books I Mm -hmm. just thought it was like a pretty cool movie and I ended up watching it at the time with one of my best friends and we really loved it together and so it was kind of like our movie that we could share and we would like quote it at one another and so I definitely think that like this is one of those instances where I have nostalgic goggles on Mm -hmm. um but have we trademarked that yet we should we should and we need to sell sunglasses yes um anyway so yeah my second one was Queen of Doom nice nice I like it I haven't seen it I was gonna say I I saw it once but the thing I remembered most about it was the soundtrack yeah good call um, mine comes similar to how that is. Um, and I'll be honest, it didn't make my list at first, but I came back later today thinking about it. It's the first scary movie that I remember actually seeing in theaters. And okay. it was in high school. I think it was like 2002. Um, so oh, yeah, probably was my Howl freshman theater. year. Yeah, in the Howe Theater. <laughs> yeah, that was before Smithfield Theater uh-huh. opened in yeah. 2004. So it was the Howe Theater. Tiny my, little theater. My parents dropped me off to meet my friends all hanging out outside. I was like, what came out in right. Yeah. Um, oh so we go in and... That'd be like... Um, Oh You're goodness. better at dates than I am. I Hang on, I'm, I'm doing like, the math in my head. Like, as you do that, I'll just keep talking. But, okay. um, but um, <laughs> it was something that I was kind of hesitant, but it was one of those things that you're finally getting out and hanging out with friends. So I was like, I don't care what we go see. Like I'm just hanging out with friends on a Friday night, so this is going to be fun. Freddy village. versus Jason? No. The vill- no, that came out before. Not the village either? Uh-uh. And I could be wrong, 2002. I'm pretty sure it was 2002 because I was looking at dates to compare which was older. You can just tell. Lake Placid. No. <laughs> 28 Days Later? No. Signs? No. Resident Evil? Oh, no. Signs. Fear.com? I get Signs confused. The Ring? It's The Ring. The Ring. The Ring. Oh, my God, that scarred me. A little so, bit. I saw Signs and The Ring mm-hmm. with friends in theaters, I think, because I was old enough that I could go see it. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, I... You know what an after image is where you mm-hmm. close your eyes and you can see it? Yep. You, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. When, yes. When you, like, I think it's in the first few minutes where that girl dies in the closet mm-hmm. and you see her face, like, the elongate. Mm-hmm. I remember I immediately, I remember yep. immediately thinking, I'll never unsee that. I'll never yeah. unsee that. And it was like signs too. I remember like for a week after watching signs, I only felt safe in the shower because I was covered <laughs> in water. <laughs> to be fair about <laughs> I was like, they can't get me. They can't get me. I'm good. But at some point I gotta get out. <laughs> the worst part about that is signs, I know I saw it. The only thing I can think of though is like the scary movie spoof about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the like I think signs and that's what comes to mind. It's oh, not no. the actual movie. No. It's like them like spinning circles like right. cuz it was um man who was it? What's his name? Um Leves Mes brother um Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen's in there. And they're like going like spinning circles and sheets or whatever. I don't know. Me Either way. Of of 
Yes. Back to uh, back to the yeah, ring. Back though. to the ring. I remember seeing this, and Woo! it was honestly probably one of the first movies because it's not a very like they're very jump moments and scary moments, but a lot of it's very detective and like right. thought processed movie. Right. Where she's going through, and like I remember like certain scenes where she's on the train, or just certain like images right. that would pop up that was like creepy. Where it started, how mm-hmm. the tape came to be, yeah. And like just how she's going through history and finding out these things and. Like, how all this is happening. Um, and like I say, being the first scary movie that I ever intentionally went and watched and the whole thing through, I know we went and saw it more than once because it was one of those things that all of us as a group of friends went and saw it and was like, right. oh my goodness. So we would go back and watch it again with another group of friends and was bring them along. I don't think so. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I, I was like, I wouldn't my have mom wouldn't have let me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, maybe I watched it. Maybe we rented it when it came. It out. had to be PG-13 because my mom would never. No, I remember the first R movie maybe, I saw. There's, we'll say that. Lily Brown's house. We rented it. It was PG-13. We'll okay. save. We'll save my first R movie for the episode where parent arguments that we have next year. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that one's saved for that. But uh, I remember it just being really freaked out by it, especially being the first movie you ever see like that, and just seeing how creepy she looked and mm-hmm. like just. How sim- how simple Man, it was her too. Crawling out of that TV. Mm-hmm. And just like the weird like twerky, or like, not twerky. It's the wrong word. She won't shake in her booty, but definitely just, now, yeah. Yeah, but like Back then it would have been twitchy, like, twitchy, twitchy and creepy. Yeah. Like just how like she would like right. jittery as she moved. Um, and honestly, it was just like long dark black hair that covered up her kid's face, like as she yeah. comes out. But just the noises and just yeah. all the little things like that they did to tweak that just. I don't know. For yeah. me, it was one that stands out. I can't even tell you the last time I've seen it. Um, but, it, like, thinking back on this type of movies today really got me thinking. I remember, and, like, I remember telling everybody about them. It's one of those things you first experience something. Yes. You want everybody to know about it. Right. Like, it's not necessarily sure. the same, but I remember going and seeing Napoleon Dynamite in high school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'd seen a trailer for it. This is for YouTube. You hadn't seen it, you know, all these stuff. But I remember us having to drive to Briar Creek to see it because no other theater would play it. Yeah. And so I remember, like, every weekend, we'd pile a ton of people in my Camaro and drive to watch it with another group. And we all thought it was the most hilarious thing. We quoted it for months, and everybody's like, go ahead, this is stupid. Tina, you fat lard, eat your ham. Yeah, yeah. And then it finally <laughs> came out on DVD, and it made rounds to everybody. So, like, months later, everybody's quoting it, and you're like, right. you called me stupid, like, three months ago for saying this, right. but now blah, blah, blah. Like, either way, back to horror movies. Scary, Are you drinking spooky. whole milk? Is that because you think you're fat? Because you're not. You'd be drinking... You can drink, you know, is that 1%? Yeah. <laughs> you can drink drinking whole milk if you want it. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my number two. All right. Uh, my number two, um, this is another one that I didn't really think of until I really thought kind of deep into it. Because, mm-hmm. again, I, and I clarified today, we're not doing Halloween movies. We're no. doing spooky season movies. Right. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't have to really think of like Halloween like in the sure. right. you know it just has to be you know kind of something that you would watch during this season mm-hmm. correct so with that being said this movie has witches monsters werewolves pumpkin pasties and haunted forest that sounds like spooky season to me yeah okay well the imagery of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban <laughs> is thoroughly infused with gothic spirit and classic monster <laughs> throwbacks it depends who you ask though <sighs> If you ask ABC Family, they're going to be throwing playing that at Christmas. Well, they play they, they play that all the time. <laughs> they do. They Harry do. Potter is my favorite. No, Christmas movie. I totally agree. <laughs> yeah. So this is the third Harry Potter movie. Um, it's considered the best film in the franchise by many. I think it's also the most spooky season. Yeah. Yeah. One. Well, this was the first one that wasn't directed by Christopher Columbus or Chris Columbus, not, uh-huh. not the guy who. 
right. discovered America. Um, but the uh, the guy who directed Home Alone and Home Alone Two and yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire, mm-hmm. yeah. he did the first two. This was directed by Alfonso Cuarón. And um, this is uh, before the scope of the story widened to an all-out war and mysteries mm-hmm. still loom large. This is still kind of they're kind of in that phase where they're still kids, but they're growing up a little bit. Um, but that makes the whole movie a thrilling, chilling, time-turning fantasy detective story in its own right, but it also makes space for smaller moments that get to lean into the spookiness and the intrigue right. without the constant demands of epic world-building payoff. Right. So uh, it's also the first film where the stakes started to feel a little higher, right. started to feel life and death, right. uh, the kids' gloves firmly rounding the knuckles and starting to come off, you know. Right. Um, so, um, but if you're looking for a nostalgia trip that puts you in the holiday spirit, and when I say holiday, mm-hmm. I mean Halloween, mm-hmm. without scaring you out of your sleep, then you really can't go wrong with a trip to Hogwarts. It's a good one. If uh, you really want to get spooky with it, settle in for the one with the werewolf mystery and the eerie extended sequence in the Whomping Willow. Mm -hmm. That's really good. I like it. That's a good choice. That's that's a really good choice. Well, the way I I wanted to separate mine in the categories, Mm -hmm. I had the fun one Mm -hmm. like for kids. I had this one that's not explicitly Halloween, but it's still got the elements Mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. And then the last one's going to be straight horror, slasher, whatever. Mm -hmm. Cool. I mean, so. I like it. Cool. Number, nice. Number three. Okay. Number three. The Covenant. Mm. 2006. Nice. I saw this in theaters my freshman year of college, and I remember being way more into it than anyone else who saw it with me. Um, it's like The Craft, but with hot dudes, and there's a prep school and a swim team and magical powers. Don't at me, okay? That's that's the whole movie, yeah. honestly. Um I will. I will give. I'm currently about to add you. No. I will. You should. <laughs> um, there's a there's a uh, like pop culture film critic guy on Twitter, and I can't remember what publication he works for, but he doesn't know I exist. But we have a fight every year because every year at this time mm-hmm. he reminds everyone how terrible the covenant is, and everyone I remind him like that's just like your opinion, man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's like, I will die on this hill. But also, to be fair, it has 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, yeah. Good grief. So, <laughs> you found the worst movies yes! <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. <laughs> so, it says, um, uh, where there's someone who was like, it doesn't deserve this rating, but now I can't find it. Uh, but then someone, so this is like critical acclaim. It says, utterly stupid and full of lazy plotting and lazier dialogue. This is just idiotic enough to entertain on nights when you want to give your brain a rest. Okay, that's fair. Um, four friends wield a power that's bigger and more addicting than they can imagine. Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the girls from Charm could certainly relate. <laughs> so, it is nonsensical, okay? And I understand that, like, it's not winning any awards. Um, I'll give It might win a, you know, a worst Rotten Tomatoes award, but... Right. Um, I'll give you that the movie has plot, pacing, script, issues, all of the above. Um, I think, personally, that the CGI actually holds up pretty well Uh for the early 2000s. Uh That's fair. Um, But, but, it is surprisingly well acted and I can say that with firmness because this 2006 cast is now a who's who of where where are they now so we have Sebastian Stan that's the real reason there it is Chance Crawford I don't even know who that is uh, he plays the deep on the boys oh 
Yeah, Chance okay. Crawford. Okay. He's in Gossip Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Toby Hemingway, who doesn't actually do a lot of stuff anymore. But Stephen Strait, who ended up being in, I think, 10,000 B.C. Um, he's done some stuff. Taylor Kish. Yep. Mm-hmm. Taylor Kish. Yep. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I'm kind of sitting in a movie theater in 2006 and being like, oh my gosh, there's magic and like witch stuff and hot boys and it's filmed or based in Salem, Massachusetts mm-hmm. and like, you know. Um, but I think it's really interesting that like this is one of those movies where you get to watch at least part of the cast sort of like you can tell who in that cast is going to mm-hmm. go on to do things, you know? Like yeah. You can just tell. Sebastian Stan plays the villain, and there are just moments where it's like he's doing way better than anyone else could possibly have done with that script mm-hmm. because he's Sebastian Stan. Yeah. But you don't know that yet. <laughs> no, he hasn't yeah, become yeah. Sebastian Stan. Right. Um, he, was just, uh, he was just Sebby then. Right. Yeah. Yes. Sebby uh, Stanford. Just, yeah, just Sebby. <laughs> Um, just a Romanian kid trying to make mm-hmm. it in Hollywood. Anyway. As we all are. Uh, as we all are. are. Yes. Um, so I, the, I watch The Covenant every year. It's super enjoyable. It's fun to watch. It's got a lot of cheesy one-liners. Um, it, like I said, I, you know, my list isn't necessarily about any any movie that I would argue is critically acclaimed. Sure. But there's so much fun to watch this time of year. Um, especially like the covenant because I can like open my windows and let the cool air in and mm-hmm. like light a fall scented candle and like make dinner and get a glass of yeah. red wine and just like watch hot dudes do magic. What more could you want? That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of you. You're not wrong. That. <laughs> also for the dudes, um, there's a Ducati in the movie. So there you go. There you go. Sure. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm, I'm shocked at this, at the score. Because I worked with Justin Fawcett for mm-hmm. many years, and Justin, as I learned, is the biggest movie critic that's never been officially a movie critic. Okay. Where he could explain to you anything like... That sounds like Andrew Bailey. I stopped talking to him Scott about Bailey. movies for a while, because I was like, I don't know... Like, I want to get this ruined. <laughs> right. Anytime I'd go to the right. movies, because especially, I would almost go like weekly, and I'd come back and be like, oh, how was it? And it's like, uh, I enjoyed it, but... Mm-hmm. Knowing like, but I don't know if I should have. I don't know if I should tell you because you're gonna be like, you may go see it and then be like, I wasted my money. I don't want you. Justin was never, and he never was that type of guy like to say like, oh, you're stupid for watching it. Right. Except maybe one movie ever. Okay. He is. He has said many things about this movie and said that it's probably the worst thing ever. Okay. Friends with benefits. Oh, Justin Timberlake. Yes. Yeah. It has a 69 percent on Rotten Tomatoes compared to your four. Justin rated that movie so low that I can't say 4%. it. I can't say it on on live 4%. or anywhere. I can't be recorded saying how, how what he said. Anything that has my bay Sebastian Stan in it be rated four percent. Like wait, wait yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it is six. I mean, look at him. He elevates the movie mm-hmm. just by look, being himself. Right there. <laughs> so either way, I'm so this isn't upset. about friends with benefits, but it's the worst ever. Yes. Mine, uh, my number three, I've got a bunch of honorable mentions. Um, I'll come throw those in at the end. I've changed my list up a couple of times tonight just because of things thinking about it. Um, this is the first scary movie I ever watched with Erica. We were staying at my parents' house at the time. Um, 
I'd moved back because my dad had a stroke. She had moved in because her roommate, um, they didn't renew their lease. And instead of her driving back and forth from Kinston to Raleigh, she stayed in my sister's room and drove back and forth from Raleigh to Kinley. But I remember we kept hearing about this movie and hearing it was pretty scary. So we rented it and watched it. I remember we made like a pallet in my living room, my parents' living room, and like we're watching it. It was dark. It was after midnight when we started this movie. Paranormal activity. Nice. Oh, I think no. And it was one of those things that I was like, oh, I hear it's kind of scary, blah, blah, blah. Nope. I started watching it and I was freaked out. Like, for those of you who don't know, it's very much just like a demon possessed movie where it's found a family. Footage. Yeah, it's like found footage where honestly it had me believing that this was really found footage because it was so real looking. Um, but it's just like security camera footage and other filming of this family's house. And all these spooky and crazy things that start happening in this house. Um, and then it gets very, like, demonic and crazy throughout the rest of the end of the movie. Um, I remember laying, like, because of course you're watching it with the lights off and everything else. And literally feeling scared. Like, right, like, yes. just, just so like scared. Terror. And I think it's the yeah. point, too, and I've talked to some friends about it, you know, that can't watch those type of movies. Uh, yep. And yep. choose not to, and that's totally understandable. I don't necessarily go looking for them anymore. Right. But... Um, I did get hooked on these as they came out, knowing like there's that little bit of scare feeling that you got, mm-hmm. that you wanted to kind of see what they did with it. Right. Um, and honestly, as it got on, you got more used to it, and you're like, oh, okay, wow, the door shuts by itself, it does this. Right. Versus that first time you see things like that, right. it really freaks you out. Um, and I just remember, like, being a spiritual person, I do believe that, yes, there's, like, demons and other such things in the world, that things like that could happen. Um, and just being a faith that's, like, I'm not worried about that, but at the same time, it's like acknowledging these things could really happen in the real world. Right. Versus, you know, some other random things that you see, like, you know, slasher movies and other things. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, there's plenty of, like, horrible, like, things that have happened in this world that are very comparable, but it's not something that just happens in your, it's not framed in the same way. This right. is just the same way you've lived in a house and you hear creaking noises and you're like, oh, what's that? Or, you know, random little things that all of a sudden you've always wondered, like, what was that? What was upstairs? What was this? What was that? Like, I remember for the longest time, and I'm not, like, we're about to do a house now. It's going to be, you know, one floor. But I remember being younger and being like, I don't want a two-story house. Because I would be afraid to go upstairs. Like, if something is happening, like, right. I'd rather just be able to leave and run it out of the house. I don't right. want to be upstairs. Um, and I stayed upstairs my whole life growing up. But it's the random noises like that. I remember, though, vividly, once this was done, she was freaked out. I was freaked out. She's the big horror person anyway. Mm-hmm. And if it freaked her out. It definitely, like, freaked me out. Mm-hmm. To the point that, like, once it was over, we turned on cable TV and found Rocco's Modern Life was on Nickelodeon at right. 3 in the morning. And so we watched multiple episodes of you that. Yeah, have, like, a little palette. Yes. Cleanser. I'm trying to think the last time I've been that terrified. Yeah, like, we had to watch that so to calm ourselves down. after I saw Paranormal Activity 2, mm-hmm. um, this was right before I, um, like, I was in the process of buying this place. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I'd moved out of my apartment in Wilson, so I was living uh, in my grandmother's upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She had a big upstairs, living upstairs, big room. And uh, But I was watching this Paranormal Activity 2 with mm-hmm. some friends that live in Smithfield. Mm-hmm. Well, one friend was going to come back with me, spend the night with me, and then we are going to go back the next morning for breakfast. Mm-hmm. We just, I don't know why we just didn't stay there, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my grandmother lives in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, out there in the Shoe Hill area. Yeah. There's a long dirt path surrounded by trees. Uh, like cornfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's literally yep. a corn, like a field, like a tobacco field or mm-hmm. something there. And her house is literally the only house back there. Right. So me and my buddy, at 2 in the morning, we're coming back. And it's just 
creepy as all get out. Mm-hmm. And we're pulling up the driveway, and here we are. Let's see what this was in 2011, like so that was nine years ago. So I would have been like 23, right. okay, or 24, or whatever. And we're, so we're 23, 24 years old at this point. And I'm going up. We're going upstairs. My grandmother's not home because she's probably out gambling and uh-huh, playing bingo uh-huh. or whatever. Uh-huh. So we're the only ones at this weird, creepy house uh-huh. where we're surrounded by trees and stuff. We get upstairs. It's like pitch dark. I flip the light uh-huh. on. And my buddy's like, "So, let's. Uh, you want to put on some TV or something?" I'm yeah. like, uh, "Yeah." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. we're finding something to right. watch right. before we try to mm-hmm. attempt to fall asleep here. Can't do it. Oh, I mean, it. yeah. I was. I love my grandmother, and I loved living in her house for six months. I was very thankful to sure. move out here where there's a bunch of other houses and street mm-hmm. lights and yes. stuff. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's a good choice, though. Paranormal activity is on my honorable mentions list. Um, and uh, I hope we do have time for some honorable mentions because mm-hmm. I have a few as well. Because mm-hmm. uh, as someone who grew up loving the horror genre, mm-hmm. um, there was only one film that could make this last spot since I had it categorized. Mm-hmm. There were like five or six that I wanted to put right, in right, here. Right, yeah. So um, this is probably my favorite horror movie of all time. It's the one that... It's the one that, like, really just kind of... Is that a number? No. Okay. Kind of uh, reinvigorated my love, like, for horror movies. It was, like, peak. I know where you're going now. So... Psycho. No. Scream. Scream. Oh, man. I was... When you started this, I was, like, seven. No, seven's good. Seven's an honorable mention, by the way. Um, I watched that one with the Fitzgeralds. Someone ruined that for me, so I never watched it. Yeah. What's in the box? Anyway, um... So yeah, I know it's in the box. I never watched the movie. Scream <laughs> is the movie that really reinvigorated the horror movie genre mm. in the mid nineties. Came out in yes. nineteen ninety six. Mm. I was yes. ten years old, and it was like in a way kind of the first meta film, where mm-hmm. it took the horror movie trope, made it a plot point. Yeah, like this is like scenes from a classic horror movie. Used horror movie trivia to taunt the victims. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what's your favorite scary movie? That's the tagline. What's your yeah. favorite scary movie? Um, it subverted expectations. They cast Drew Barrymore, who was like a huge star. Right. You're thinking she's going to be the she main character. Leave. She died in the first scene. Yeah. And it told you right then and there, nobody yeah. is safe nobody in this movie. Nobody's safe. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was so good. The scene of Drew Barrymore's character, Casey Becker, hanging from the tree after she's been killed. Mm. Gave me nightmares. Um, like that scene, I watched that in two in the afternoon at a friend's house, right? And it burned my. That was the yeah. After images, I'm for, telling you. So mm-hmm. for so many years, that was the scariest thing I ever saw in a film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, until other um, you know other movies later, um, the the killer, the ghost face, uh-huh. uh, he employs game gamesmanship, uh, taunts his would be victims with movie trivia. The film thrives on those references. Nev Campbell playing Sidney Prescott, yeah. probably. If if you think of Jamie Lee Curtis as the like like um, like the first heroine, like the first final word that comes to mind, right. Nev Campbell's probably the next one that comes to mind. Right. They they kind of share that spot as the final girl who makes it to the end of the horror right. movies. It's got an awesome soundtrack. Um, mm-hmm. Just some Moby's first cool hive, Soho's Whisper to a Scream, Bird Rings, Youth of America, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Red Right Hand. And a sense of the cover of the classic oldie, Don't Fear the Reaper. Which um, Scream movie was it that Creed did a song for? Uh, Scream 3, and I'll get to that in a second. Okay, sorry. Um, what if, yeah. what if, I just keep picturing that music if, video. What mind. if I... Um, no. It had... The, Scream 
had engaging mythology. It had interesting characters, fantastic cast, including a young Jamie Kennedy. Had Courtney Cox, David mm-hmm. Arquette. David Arquette, yeah. Um, which kind of launched his career. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, Drew Barrymore as the opposite of a mm-hmm. final girl. Right. Um, it's just, it's so, and it it did this in every movie. The first movie was like a love letter to horror movies, and, and it, mm-hmm. again, subverted expectations because it was actually two killers mm-hmm. instead right. of one. Um, and they used movie trivia, movie references to kind of really prop the movie up. The second one was a love letter to horror movie sequels. Mm-hmm. And they even kind of tongue-in-cheek it, sequels always suck compared to the original. Mm-hmm. And, but it did it, you know, it did a really good job. You know, it was a new location. Um, like, they had rules for the movies uh, in uh, one, two, and then again in three, uh, they talked about horror movie trilogies mm-hmm. and how there's a unexpected backstory that comes back and you know, no one's off the table. Even you, Sid. If you're, you know, if you're still alive, you could probably die in this because, you know, in right. the third movie, even the main character's off the table. Right. And then in 2011, they brought back Scream Four, where they did a riff on remakes and reboots right. uh, in the horror genre. Because I don't think I ever watched Scream past the first one. I have all four on and my Apple, <laughs> Apple TV, whatever. And I think that I, what. I think that when I think of Scream, all I can picture is scary movie. Yeah, please which don't. Is a I'm the same way. Yeah. In my brain. This... And so now I need to go back and watch Scream well, because when you talk about it, I'm like, that movie was funny. It wasn't yeah. scary. Yeah. No, no. And so it, well, it, well, the thing is, here's the ironic movie. thing. That's the part. The, or, the original working title for Scream was Scary Movie. Well, I right. think the thing, too, is <laughs> right. the way that scary movies ingrained in your mind right and I feel like I saw more of them before I ever saw any of the actual movies it was based on right yeah (laughs) but like it makes me think of Scream the same way but Scream is done in a way that it's so aware of itself Mm -hmm. that it does come off as funny sometimes too so there is that blend of it between scary movie and Scream anytime you want to do a Scream marathon okay I'm down I will be happy to go and download my Apple information to pull up all Mm -hmm. four movies okay they're wonderful um, the first one is the best one. Scream 4 is really, really good, too. Scream 4 had an ending that really shocked me. Okay. Scream 3 wasn't great, and there's some reasons for that. Like, I, and For those of you who are big horror fans and you ever want to just dissect the Scream movies, I will do that all day with mm-hmm. you. Um, and we can even talk about it on the podcast. You have to bring Eric. Um, She's a big but, Scream fan. But I love the Scream movies. Um, Scream 3 wasn't great for many reasons. One, they didn't know if Nev Campbell was going to come back. Um, so she wasn't big in the script, so it was kind of pushed together at the last minute mm-hmm. but they were you know whatever um, Scream 2 was really good um, but Scream 1's the best Scream 5 is scheduled to come out in 2022 mm-hmm. and I cannot wait oh, it was I supposed to come out in 2021 but COVID mm-hmm. so right. we gotta wait a whole nother year right. uh, this will be the first one that's not directed by, directed by Wes Craven but um, apparently the uh, the new directors also directed a movie called Ready or Not that came out in 2019 that was okay. given really high marks as a horror movie Okay. Um, so there's a lot of faith in that they'll do the franchise right. right. And there's a Scream TV show that was mm-hmm. on MTV. And that, that was, was pretty good. Not really related to the movies, but kind of taken in the same vein. We watched that so. not long ago. So when you were talking about subverting the horror genre, I yeah. just remembered um, Scream Queens. Yes. Mm-hmm. The TV show, mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Like, really enjoyed. Yes. Um, so that I thought that was really interesting. Scream 4 was the first one I saw. Scream 4 was good. It was, Erica was really excited about it, and Jade was too. Where they both love scary movies. That was the thing they used right. to do. It was like, oh, you're having a guy's not working on cars? That's fine. We're going to get pizza and watch scary movies. Yeah. Like, that's what they did. Okay. And so, like, I remember that this whole announcement came out about Scream 4, and they were like, opening night. We yes. were there. 
and we didn't do like we would do now where we cram and learn all the like other movies like they had already seen everything so I'm watching Scream 4 trying to like figure out things and so going back well, and watching and the thing now. about Scream 4 is even if you never saw the first three it was sure. a like the way the, the first movie kind of referenced the horror genre tropes before it Scream 2 referenced horror sequels Scream 3 did horror trilogies Scream mm-hmm. 4 did reboots right. and mm-hmm. remakes so they kind of filled you in on the stories you needed, but it was perfect for someone who had never seen it before as well right. because it dropped you into the story and told you what you need to know for that for that film. Um, but I'll leave you with, with this uh, for Scream 1. The three rules in a horror movie, this, um, if you want to survive, you can never have sex. Mm-hmm. Big no-no. You know, people throw popcorn right. at Jamie. And he's like, big no-no, big no-no. Uh-huh. You can never drink or do drugs as they raise a beer. Yeah. Yeah, if you drink, you're dead. And you can never say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. Mm-hmm. You'll be dead. That's right. Hey, can you get me something from the garage? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Yeah. That guy died. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, those so. Are my, that was my three, uh, number three scream favorite horror movie of all time. But... We also have some honorable mentions, and I can't wait to talk about some of those. Ashby, do you want to go first? Yeah, quick honorable mentions. Um, the Lost Boys, yes. 1987. Really surprised you didn't have that on your uh, list. Well, that was my backup, and it was my ba- if I didn't do Hocus Pocus, it was going to be Queen of the Damned, and then The Covenant, and then Lost Boys, and I was going to say, let's continue on with my theme of Supernatural Hot Boys. Nice. Um, and there's I not, there's a su- Well, there's not a Supernatural Hot Boy in Hocus Pocus, but you know. I mean, there's Thackeray Binks, yeah. who is a ghost cat, and also like kind of hot for you know, a, pretty hot for a cat, a, for a, cat, a, yeah. a colonial teenage ghost. Yeah, anyway, sure. teenage like preteen Ashby thought he was super cute, just like Devin Sawa and Casper. Anyway, uh-huh. um, Tower of Terror, 1997, fun yeah. movie, better ride, but I really much better ride. Yes, remember watching that movie um, and really enjoying it as a kid. And then also, Happy Death Day. Yeah, I've heard good things about that. Which I watched, and it was one of those things where I, I told you I was kind of slowly getting back into horror, and I hadn't seen like a slasher film in a really long time, and I was like, this looks like a subversion, kind of like what mm-hmm. we talked about. You know, this looks like something different that I could get behind. And so I watched it, and it was super enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So those were my alternatives. All right, what about the you? A couple what? I have... Um, Halloween, yes, just the whole series, but especially the first one, and then the one that came out that we saw two years ago. Yeah, Yeah. honestly, like it's definitely old school, like filmed in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. True. Um, so the old school like horror themed a lot of things that you kind of think of horror movies Mm -hmm. was one of the first things like happened first in like especially the first movie. Some of the other ones they kind of fall off, but um, the one we went and saw a couple years ago, 2018, was really remake slash reboot Mm -hmm. that kind of Mm -hmm. continues the original story mm-hmm. right and a sequel was supposed to come out this year mm-hmm. which i was hoping we'd be able to go see but it's been pushed back, back yeah. so but um that one's real good that's one of erica's favorite series at all like so we watch them a lot throughout the year not even just this time of year um one that you mentioned earlier that you did not care for but for me at the age that i started watching scary movies was saw mm-hmm. and that whole thing going to the theaters with a bunch of friends it was the thing that every year you could depend on them coming out with a new Saw movie at Halloween. They literally came uh, out with it for eight years in a row. We did. and so, 2012. I feel like at some point we lost it, especially later. But 2004, I was a junior in high school, or at least possibly even a senior in high school. Um, so I remember going and seeing it together, uh, going every year after for at least the next couple of years while we were still all close friends around. It's not that I necessarily love that type of thing. 
But it was one of those things that you're doing it as a group of friends to go and see as a group, and it's something you all, I don't know, especially, like I said, during that time we started watching scary movies together. This was the most like scary type thing coming out. So we used to go watch them. I haven't really watched many since. I don't think it's Erica's type of thing either. No. She's the same way. She likes the scary stuff, but she does not care no. for the I realistic, scary, gory stuff. I think watching it. So I think that I saw... It, I was in college, so it might not have even been the first saw. Mm-hmm. I might have been talked into going and seeing like the second one mm-hmm. or third one in the theaters and was like, I'm out. But I do remember The Pit of Needles, which I mm-hmm. think is the first one. Mm-hmm. But then the only other thing I remember is I was talked into seeing another one mm-hmm. thinking like, I'm, sure. maybe I'm different. Mm-hmm. I don't, maybe it's different. I don't know. Um, I'm sure that it was like peer pressure where I was like, sure. well, if everyone wants to see this movie, I'll go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the one where the rib cage gets butterflied. And I was like, I am done. Goodbye. Never again. Like, I think for me, me twice. <laughs> I think the thing for me was shame on me. <laughs> Not knowing, Strike three. <laughs> not knowing enough about horror movies in general that I didn't know any different. Right. Everything that I knew about them was probably from like cartoons or Nickelodeon shows that were like, right. you know, have the slasher things that they pop on Halloween specials. We're like, oh right. no, not the scary movies. Right. Like, so in my brain, like, I didn't know that this isn't what you know. So it's not Phantom of the Megaplex. So, yeah. <laughs> well, like, I knew that much, but like... Say like the movies wow. they'd be watching there where it's overly cheesy and bloody and gory where you knew people right. were getting attacked. Right. Going to see Saw for me, not knowing Ooh, I hadn't seen yeah. a ton of other movies, yeah. I was like, I guess this is what every scary movie has. It's like stuff like this. It no. wasn't until seeing more that I realized oh, not. Horrible. But um, it was that. There's tons of other scary movies. Um, What was it? You said you liked Then there's another one. Uh, the Conjuring? The Conjuring. That whole, yeah, that whole world. Conjuring, Annabelle, yeah. The Nun, all those movies are What fantastic. was the last one they did? They did Annabelle Comes Home last year. Yeah, I saw that. Was that based on The Bell Witch? Um, or was that a separate series? That might be Bell a Witch. separate series. I know the first Conjuring was based on the Amityville Horror. Mm-hmm. Fun little North Carolina slash Johnson County trivia for you, since that's where our podcast mm-hmm. is based. Yeah. Um, Ava Gardner, mm-hmm. movie yes. star from Smithville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Her, like, great-uncle or something removed, or great-great-uncle, um, picked up with his family and moved to Tennessee, and they're the Bellwitch family, Ooh. the original hmm. Bellwitch family. So, okay. Eva Gardner is, like, tangentially related through marriage, like, many generations yeah. back or whatever, nice. to the whole Bellwitch, um, like, uh, source material, mm-hmm. yeah. like, true story, whatever. That's really cool. Um, um, some years real quick. Okay, so... In as quickly as possible because you know there's not a lot of time. I, think uh, I know you do. <laughs> Casper, uh, yes. which we did a podcast, check that mm-hmm. out in the Amazing. archives. Yeah. Love Casper. Um, Hotel Transylvania, mm-hmm. which is on Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, Adam Sandler animated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the really scary stuff. We have I Know What You Did Last Summer, and I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them fantastic. I actually saw I Still Know What You Did Last Summer uh, first. I remember when she wakes up with her haircut. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh. Um, I, I remember being so mad because for some reason I was a, a kid who just, and I, as an adult, I have random knowledge, but I knew that the capital of Brazil was not Rio de Janeiro. I knew it was Brasilia. And when they got that question wrong and that was the, the whole, um, impetus of getting them to like this island so the killer mm-hmm. can kill them. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking if y'all just knew your world geography, you wouldn't be in this situation. Hello. <laughs> but hello. Mm-hmm. Um, the Conjuring, uh, Conjuring 2, Annabelle, mm-hmm. uh, Annabelle Creation, 
those movies are fantastic. Me and Sean McGovern uh, usually go see those. And those are the ones that kind of are getting me back into the horror genre mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. At in the theater, I will whenever I know a jump scare is coming, I will keep I will close my right. eyes mm-hmm. because right. I'm old and I don't want to have a heart attack. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the th- since you mentioned that, I'm not <clears throat> talking more. But Bobby Perry is the same way. Yeah. Bobby's scared to death of like stuff like this. But mm-hmm. we would take we all got into watch paranormal activity. We were taking him. Bob would do this weird thing where he would cover his eyes, mm-hmm. but at the same time he'd have his fingers jammed like in his yeah. ears so oh, he yeah. could hear. Oh yeah, I've done that. And I'd be like, sitting beside no, of him no, no, like, no, no. like Bobby's ears gonna bleed any second yeah. now. Like, is it look, he's got giant hands and it looks like he's just stabbing his ears to death. Right. See, I would wait for the musical cue to yes. know when mm-hmm. it was yes. over, and then I could yeah. open my eyes again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the original found footage movie. The Blair Witch Project. Sure. See, I tried to watch that one time, and I got motion sickness. Well, I have a funny story. So that came out when I was in eighth grade, mm-hmm. and it came out like right at the end of August, so right at the beginning of school. Mm-hmm. Came out on a Wednesday night. Begged my aunt to take me, so she took me to the Wilson Theater mm-hmm. that was where Taco Bell and a KFC mm-hmm. is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy at the uh, giving out the tickets to must have been a high schooler gave her a bunch of crap, like you know what rated R, and she's like, "Well, this is my nephew, and I'm planning on you know I make his decision." So okay. got me into this rated R movie, mm-hmm. and the found footage, like it was really shaky, and I, I mean, I thought it was really good, but the motion sickness stayed with me all the way to the next morning. I got to school that mm-hmm. Thursday morning. Yeah. Literally was still motion sick yes, from watching it. Went to the bathroom and threw up. Yeah, I couldn't. Had to go home. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, but but uh, that one, the Paranormal Activity movies are good. Um, you mentioned the Halloween uh, and the Halloween remake or reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Jaws, I mentioned that earlier. Mm-hmm. I feel like that fits into the genre yeah, really, really well. Yeah, I think movies fit. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. For sure. Um, oh, just... Erica said one's like The Secret Key. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. Skeleton King? Skeleton, Skeleton King. Yes. Yeah. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Is, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, every single one of those are I fantastic. I will not watch Poltergeist. Nope. Um, nope. Never again. I'm sorry. I have my limit. The Amityville ones are pretty good. Yeah. They're the, very of the era. But the they're Amityville fun. horror the, uh, that came out in 05 was actually a first date for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that relationship lasted five years. But that one okay. was one that I really liked for a long time because of that. Mm-hmm. Amityville um, was one of the ones where I, um, my first interaction with it was my mom napping and me watching things mm-hmm. I was supposed to. And it was the second or third one where the clock grew into the walls. Mm-hmm. And it had some sexually suggestive mm-hmm. scenes mm-hmm. that I remember not fully comprehending as mm-hmm. a child but I just remember bits and pieces of that movie in my memory and just being like oh my god mm-hmm. you know like, yep. I was definitely not old enough to be watching it and then um, <laughs> I just had one and I lost it um, shoot the Sixth Sense, mm. uh, I feel like fits the genre really epic well. Epic plot twist, mm-hmm. and there like, was the most epic of plot twists. Saw, like honestly, the same way, like plot twist for me. The end of the first Saw, mm-hmm. I remember walking out being shocked, and other people were like, "I saw it coming from the get go," and it's like, well, "That's cool," but I, yeah, I had no right, idea. Right. And then there was one more that I would rent um, a lot when I was younger called Little Monsters. Mm. It had Fred Savage yeah. in it, and it yeah. was like mm-hmm. you crawl in your bed, and that takes you to another dimension where the yeah. monsters mm-hmm. live. Yeah. And I really, really enjoyed that. And of course, the Goosebumps movie that came out five years ago, mm-hmm. I felt like was a good uh, mm-hmm. homage, a good way to kind of introduce mm-hmm. the Goosebumps books back to a newer generation. So, real quick before we jump into uh, social media shout outs, 
one modern movie that came out like a week or two ago, Hubie's Halloween on yes. Netflix. Oh, yeah. Yes. If you like Adam Sandler, you'll like it. Mm-hmm. I know there's mm-hmm. people that don't like Adam Sandler. It depends so on which Adam Sandler we get. Right. I'll be honest, I really I laugh more at this Adam Sandler movie than I have in a long time. Wasn't this his reaction to not getting an Oscar nomination? Oscar nominated Uncut Gems said I'm gonna make a movie so I'm bad. The stupidest movie you've ever And people seen. are gonna love it. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly it's one of those things that it's very much like and it's been in the news lately, especially even like today about mm-hmm. doing like a Sandler universe at this right. point. Um, not to ruin anything, like the movie starts off with Ben Stiller as the nurse from Happy Gilmore. Okay, like gotcha. so that's already there. There's random little things like O'Doyle's rule and like random little right. tidbits. That's not so much a whole thing, but it's nice. for just watching it and catching little things. How are the O'Doyles still alive? Did they all die? It's in that, in that it, car crash. Either way, you need to watch Hey, kids, Mm -hmm. a Doyle's rule, and they hit Mm -hmm. the banana peel, and they slide off like Mario Kart. There's this little bratty kid in this movie that does something, and I'm like, oh, man, a Doyle's rule, like, in my head. And then he shouts, a Doyle's rule. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, Erica, growing up, her and her dad, especially big Adam Sandler fans, like, with that stuff. So, anyway, um, it does have some suggested things, as most horror movies do, so take that with what you will. Mm -hmm. Um, Social media shout-outs. Nick Putnam said, Halloween 1978, Halloween 2018. Grave Encounters, It Follows, Scream, The Gallows, Conjuring, Insidious, Get Out, Don't Breathe, The Exorcist, The Descendant, just to name a few. Um, Tiffany Woods said The Shining. Uh, the Shining. Oh, wow. Said It, yeah. the old one and the new one. The new one. It was on last night on TNT. Mm-hmm. I watched a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. Pet Cemetery, the new and the old one. Cannot watch Pet Cemetery. Sorry. We've watched any, any movie with scary dogs. Mm. I'm sorry, no, or cats. Cujo's mm. out. Old Yeller. Sorry, I can't watch Old Yeller. It's like I don't know why. <laughs> knowing what happens, why you would want to watch it. She didn't have rabies. She had babies. Between Old Yeller and Marley and me, I don't know why you could sit and watch. The, I can't um, watch any movie with a dog in the no. title anyway because I know what's going to happen. Yes, either that dog's scary or that dog's going to die. I'm sorry. Okay. Nightmare on Elm Street, Puppet Masters, Resident Evil, World War Z, Children of the Corn. Um, Nathan Owensby and Chris Rode both posted Ernest Scared Stupid. Uh, Managata said Halloween is the best holiday. My go-to list of movies is long and all over the place, but bring on the vampires. Ethan Brantley said any of the Friday 13th. I honestly never thought the Halloween movies were very scary. Um, he did come back to say Annabelle, You're Next, The Shining, Sinister, and of course Jaws. Ashley Blood said Hocus Pocus All the Way. Adrian and James Hoke said, I am a Casper kind of holiday movie person because I'm terrified of scary things. <laughs> Least favorite holiday. Hunter Patton joins in to say, Skip straight to the Christmas movies is more my style, but Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters yeah, we 2. we about Ghostbusters? We, was, we introed it. <laughs> they were part of my list, but I knew Hunter's yeah. comment was coming. So He also said, Never ever the 2016 Ghostbusters. Hotel Transylvania 1, 2, and 3 with the girls. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Cabin in the Woods, all the Harry Potters, and Hocus Pocus sucks. Um, and I was, I said, you know, he's just calling people out from life there. But uh, he said, Newer won't like this, but Halloween Town is lame too. Um, he was going after everybody with his comments. This How did that not make our list either? Halloween Town. That wasn't my favorite. It wasn't like, my favorite growing up. I think I watched it for the yeah. first time this year, Seriously, like a month yeah. or two ago. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, also, this afternoon, since I printed that off, Adrian James Hope came back and said, they all scare me. Life of I have a few that really get me. Strangers, It, The Old One, The Exorcist, and Carrie is scary for me. Oh, Carrie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Carrie's good. Yeah. I forgot to mention Firestarter, which is where Drew Barrymore got her mm-hmm. started. Mm-hmm. No, actually, E.T. 
Christine's a good was old Was she in E.T. before Firestarter? Oh, I don't know. Firestarter came out in 85. E.T. Oh. came out in 89. Well, there you go. So, um, Drew Barrymore was five years old in Firestarter. <laughs> um, Ethan also comments that I still say The Exorcist is probably the most all-around scariest one ever made. Um, Jason Cockrell said, Trick or Treat and Halloween are hands-down faves. And I told him, like, I've never seen Trick or Treat. You know, I have to check it out. He said it definitely captures the Halloween spirit, uh, mix of horror and humor. Um, and then he did come back to say Jack or John Carpenter's Halloween. I cannot emphasize mm. that enough, um, which is very important yes. to go back with that. Because didn't did he come back for the 2018 one? Or he at least, came to consult, and I know he yeah. did the soundtrack. Yeah, um, or he, he did that, but I don't think he, I don't yeah. know if he was the director. But um, that was our hits for this week. We also yeah. posted. William Wright also commented because I did a picture Your yesterday. Uh, yeah, I, yes. Um, I posted some pictures boy? asking, "Are you more of a spooky fan, like horror movie, or a mm-hmm. scary movie fan?" Mm-hmm. Um, he said that the bottom two were his favorite. I think it was Hocus Pocus and Friday the Thirteenth were like out of the four pictures I posted. Yeah. And I have an honorable honorable mention. This is not movies, okay. but if you're just looking for like an 45 minutes to burn on something spooky, mm-hmm. here are a list of psych scary themed episodes. Wow. From season one, Scary Sherry, Bianca's Toast. Oh, my fave. From season two, Sean and Gus of the Dead. From season three, Ghost and Tuesday the 17th. Uh, season four, The Devil's in the Details and The Upstairs Bathroom. And Let's Get Harry and Mr. Yin Presents. Mm-hmm. Season five, Not Even Close Encounters, which is alien themed. Uh, also in season five, In Plain Fright, which is a spooky uh, roller coaster themed episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, season six, this episode sucks, which is about vampires. Yeah. And Gus dresses up like Blackula, yep. which is even better. Yeah. Uh, another one in season six, here's Lassie, which is really, really good. That's a good one. Um, season seven, one hundred clues, which is uh, based off the movie Clue, and uh, mm-hmm. it was their one hundredth episode. And on season eight, a nightmare on State Street. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna send this list to you because I think you don't have to watch them all, but for Halloween purposes, I think you and Erica would get into these. Just real quick, Hunter Batten joins in on Facebook to say, I stand by what I said. He also said, how did I not mention Shaun of the Dead? Um, Definitely some great options there. Uh, Definitely check them out. Thanks for hanging around with us this long time period. Other other Halloween TV episodes, uh, and then there was Shaun from Boy Meets World, Epidemiology, um, which we watched last week on Mm -hmm. Community as well. Mm -hmm. Family Matters had some awesome ones where it was like Steve had a puppet that looked like Steve and he was haunted. So check that one out. There's some good ones. Anybody um, else? That's all we've got today. Uh, we want to thank you for joining our episode today. Um, big shout out to Ricky Lyles for his contributions to our podcast. Um, next week, uh, we are actually recording that this weekend, so before this episode comes mm-hmm. out. But we will be recording Guardians of the Galaxy, another stop in our Infinity Gauntlet series with Hunter Batten. You just heard his opinion on scary mm-hmm. movies. Maybe he'll have it's better opinions in. on Guardians of the Galaxy. Who knows? He'll have all the opinions. All the opinions. On Guardians this of the might Galaxy. be our first four hour episode. That's we right. might just let him and Ashby talk the whole time and me mm-hmm. and Kyle go hang out in the backyard or something. I mean, I mean who knows? Mm-hmm. Honestly. Um, but we hope that you enjoyed this discussion as much as we did and that you're as pumped as next week's episode or for next week's episode as we are. Um, like I said, Guardians of the Galaxy next week. We're doing Hamilton the week after that. Finally. Alexander Hamilton. Showtime, showtime. Yes. And, and Peggy. Peggy. Yes. <laughs> yes, Kyle, you've been yes, practicing. Yes, you've been practicing. Uh, and then the week after that, we're going to start getting into some Christmas stuff. I know it's thanks uh, the Thanksgiving season, but we're going to jump right into right. How the if Grinch Stole Christmas. If there was ever Christmas. a time 
to start, I know, I know that I sometimes stand alone in like how Christmassy I get so soon. Mm-hmm. But if there was ever a year that we needed Christmas sooner early, than normal, this year. it is it's this year. year. <laughs> Where are you, Christmas? <laughs> Where did I? F- I don't know the words. <laughs> when we did our Christmas mashup, why can't I find? Why can't I find you? When we did our Christmas song mashup a couple of years mm-hmm. ago with the band. I didn't sing that part. That was Laura. That was Laura. So, there you go. Anyway, until next time, stay as cool as the other side of the pillow. We'll be right back. And we'll see you next week on the What the What podcast. What the What? <laughs> this is where you giggle. Oh.